Welcome to the Poolside Project podcast and welcome to our eighth episode. My name is Sarah and I just want to thank those who are tuning in or I don't think we're tuning in actually to a podcast, downloading in, subscribing and who've just been on this journey. It's been so great even listening to all your feedback and how different episodes encourage you all. So thanks for joining in. Today's episode I'm going to speak on, I've titled it Seven Personal Investments. All right. Now, if you follow me on my Instagram page, which is Sarah of Melbourne, or if you follow the Poolside Project Instagram page, you would have seen I put up a little tile a few weeks back, which I titled Seven Personal Investments. And I just want to run through that today and explain it a little bit further. And initially I called this self-investments, but I was like, you know what? Yes, they're self-investments and they better yourself, but I actually think that they're personal because they're going to be so different for everyone. They're going to be personal to everyone, but they're not just going to help yourself. They're also going to help those around you because I actually believe that when you're better within yourself, when you're happier within yourself, when you're healthier within yourself, it not just affects you, but those around you as well. So seven personal investments. All right. Now, when we talk about investments in a financial field, people normally want to know their return on investment. Like that's the main thing. That's the reason why you invest because you want a return on investment. And that's what they call an ROI. So with these personal investments, I really hope you do get an ROI on them. And I think you will. But I honestly think it's also going to come down to, obviously, how much time and effort you invest. So it's something just to be aware of. And I think when it comes to this type of stuff, you need to work out what is the return on investment that I want? What do I want to see out of this? Because that's going to be so personal for everybody. So that's just something to get you thinking. Now, when it comes to investment, there's generally two resources that we say we don't have enough of. The first one is time and the second one is money. So the reason why we might not invest into something is because of the time factor. Might take a long time to see that return. Might take a long time to, you know, watch that thing grow. Then the second one is money. I just don't have the money to invest into that. That's that's too expensive. I, I don't want to risk that amount of money. So the great thing about personal investments is, all right, you need a little bit of time, but I honestly think we all have that, especially in this season of being in lockdown. There is so much time that we have on our hands. And if you still if you're in lockdown and you're not so busy, but you still don't have time, there's something that you really need to assess there. (laughs) Like maybe you do have time, you're just not using it wisely. And with the personal investments, the money factor, these things won't cost you a lot of money. So it's great. And I actually also reckon that when you're investing into yourself, then you're becoming better. You probably have potential to generate more money for yourself in the long term. And I can explain what that means a little bit later on. So seven personal investments. Okay. The first one is hobby. So this obviously is very personal hobby. Think when you were growing up, your parents probably made you do a whole heap of hobbies and 
that could have just been because they wanted to get you out of their hair. But <laughs> also, I think it's obviously so you could grow and learn, develop skills and learn things. And I remember growing up, you know, I would do drawing, I would do gymnastics, I did swimming, I would, you know, played soccer a little bit as I got older. And like I had all of these hobbies. And then you step into adulthood and obviously, you know, you might need to study more or work more. And we sort of just drop hobby. Like hobby is one of those things that it's not necessary, but it can still be good. But it's just so easy to drop and let go of. So hobby was is something actually that I thought of a few weeks back. I'm like, I don't even have a hobby anymore. Now, the reason why I reckon hobby is important is because especially in this day and age, we are so connected to our technology, our phones, our laptops. If we can find a hobby that is not screen related, and I know people do have screen related hobbies, which could be, you know, like, um, you know, digital things and graphic designing and all that stuff. That's fine too. I think the main thing is getting away from the phone, the notifications, the disturbance. I think hobby is just a really good way to relax the mind, get out of that having to be on phase and just really taking that time, even if it's half an hour every couple of days, just to focus in on a hobby. Not only is it relaxing, but in the same time, you could be learning a skill, developing a skill and just really enjoying your time and seeing your work come to fruition when it comes, depending on on what hobby it could be. Um, I know in this time, like even my mum has been doing the simplest things of origami and it's become a little bit of a hobby of hers. But you know what? You know, she might not become an origami expert or anything like that. I don't think it has to necessarily be about becoming this, you know, entrepreneur and suddenly I've got all these millions of followers and I'm making all this money from this hobby. Like if that happens, great. Um, But it's just that little time out where she's just making pretty things, taking that time out of her day, zoning out. And at the end of it, she's learning how to make cute origami flowers, (laughs) Um, which you know what people might actually really want to buy because they look really cute. But anyway, the point of that is devoting your mind, a part of your mind to something else other than the screen, the being on the notifications and all that type of stuff. Again, especially in this season when we are so like homebound and screen bound. So hobby, definitely great for stimulating the mind. The next one is reading books. Okay, I know not everybody likes to read. Um, For you, reading books could be a TED Talk or a podcast. But honestly, reading books, this is like fast tracking learning. Why go through something if someone has already been through it and you can learn from it? Now, I understand there are practical things that you need to learn in life and there are things you can only learn through being practical and actually practicing it out. But there are some topics, there are some things you can learn through a book that can actually fast track you. What is a topic you want to learn more of, you need to learn more of that can better yourself, better your career or better your relationships? You could probably find a book on that. You can um, learn from that author, learn from what they've done, learn from their research. And okay, you don't need to take all of it. You might not agree with all of it. But I guarantee you'll probably find one thing that can actually help you. 
I've been reading um, a lot of books in the last few years and I don't necessarily get everything from that book or, or everything they touch on, you know, I might not implement at all. But with a lot of them, I actually do take away one or two things which really, really help. Um, and if you listen to the previous episode, which was called The Joy of Journaling, you will know that I got that idea from a book. And that has helped me with so many um, uh, things lately to help me save time and to be more self-aware. So check out that episode if you haven't yet and you'll know what I'm talking about. But even a few, I think it was a few years ago now, actually, I wanted to know a little bit about shares. So I wanted to diversify my investment portfolio. Um, you know how they say, don't put all your eggs into one basket. And so I was like, okay, I want to know more about shares. At the moment, all I know about shares is that you get all these men on Wall Street who like run to those screens and watch all those numbers move up and down and all that type of stuff. So I'm like, okay, what are shares about? What are they? What's the terminology? What can I learn? Now, from this book, I might not necessarily have learned exactly what to invest in. Again, that's going to come from practice. Okay, there are some things you can't learn from a book, but you need to get practical with. However, from this book, I was able to learn definitions, how to get started, what certain things mean, and some things to look out for. If I had to try and do that on my own, I would still be learning about shares and and wouldn't even know where to start. But this book fast-tracked me. Again, it didn't teach me everything, but it taught me the basics and it allowed me the confidence to actually begin. So honestly, reading books, you might need to find a book that has to do with how you know you interact with people, how to influence people, how to lead people, something like that, just to you know help your career or help in how you interact with others. Honestly, you can do trial and error. <laughs> which, you know, sometimes error can uh, not always be good. Um, or, you know, you can get some tips from a book and think, okay, I'm going to try and implement that. Um, and again, trial and error is great, um, but sometimes you don't need to always make error. You could read a book and learn from someone else's experiences and their failures and learn from that. <laughs> so read books. All right. And then the second, uh, sorry, the third one is learning a new skill. So learning a new skill. Now, you might think this is very similar to hobby, but this is, I guess, almost a little bit more career related or self-development related. That's why it's, um, it's, it's coming after reading books because, you know, you've probably read a book, but maybe now you want to actually learn that skill properly. This is actually a really good one when it does come to career because you can learn a new skill and it might be a simple short course and I know that costs money and it does cost time but if you've got those two resources then this is a great personal investment. How many people do you see in the workforce who haven't upskilled in like 40 years and how frustrating are they to deal with? (laughs) So you know what you always want to be relevant you always want to be up to date I'm not saying you need to learn absolutely everything, but when you look back on your career or your current career, your your current job, what is something that you can learn to actually better yourself in that job? And when you do upskill, when you do learn a certain skill, it might be something short, like a real short course or focusing in more on um, an area of your job and trying to get better at that. 
you'll actually find that that skill is transferable. It won't just be good for your current role or your current job. You'll probably find that you're able to transfer that skill into a new job or into a new career if you ever do move on. So learning a new skill. Again, I know it takes time. I know it takes money. But if you can afford that investment, you might not necessarily straight away see a pay rise, but you'll have that skill that you can transfer into other areas. And so for me at the moment, I'm doing an online course, which is kitchen and bathroom design. I know I've explained that to you guys before. And hopefully one day it could mean that I get extra work on the side, but already that has really helped in my current role, in my current job. It's really made things a lot easier. So I'm able to take that skill into the now, but I'm also hoping that I can carry it into the future as well. So if you look now onto your own career, your own job, what is something that you can learn a skill in? You might not necessarily need to pay for a course. You might just say to your boss, like, hey, do you reckon I could buddy up with this person for you know, one day a week for the next few weeks. And what can I learn from them? Someone who's more experienced than you, who's been in that job longer, longer than you. Um, You might find someone on YouTube who is in your same career and they've got a YouTube channel all about your career. What can you learn from them? So really learning a new skill and almost that does tie into reading books. You could read a book from written by someone who is in your career and they're doing a certain thing. So they sort of do overlap, but really take that time and that effort and that uh, be consciously aware of what new skill can I learn? All right. So we've done hobby, reading books, learning a new skill. And then my fourth one or the fourth one is time with friends and family. And you might think really Like that is actually a really nice personal investment, especially older friends or older family. They will have so much to teach you more than what any book or YouTube channel could probably teach you Um, because you know what they can, especially family, they can relate to your culture. They can relate to your mindset. And while sometimes people think like, oh, that might not be good because you're just stuck in the same culture or the same type of thinking, but they understand your way of thinking or you understand their way of thinking. And there would be so many things that they could teach you, even on a practical level, how many skills they could teach you. There were so many skills that my grandparents had that I think to myself, oh my gosh, like my grandma didn't go to school. She couldn't read or write, but she could look at a tree and know which branch had to be cut off so that tree could flourish. Like, honestly, um, <laughs> I, I don't think I would learn that from a YouTube channel. I'm sure there's people who've tried to convey that message, but you know, she's there, she was there with us and she would show us and, and, you know, you just can't learn that. Plus that's time you get to spend with someone. And I guarantee if you had to sit down with some older friends or family and just have a conversation with them to be like, all right, well, what's something you learned growing up or what's something your parents taught you or what's something that you enjoyed? I bet you will learn so much. Um, And you know what? They've had that life experience. They've had those years of experience that they can just teach you or, or tell you about in a moment. I'm not saying then, you know, suddenly you're going to know everything, but you could just get one thing off them that you could take with you and then pass on to your children. 
Um, and there's something great in that. There's something very special in that. So, you know, we need to learn not to discredit or not to just, you know, ignore or not appreciate the friends and family we have around us. And I think even in this time of isolation, we're probably appreciating it more than ever before. Um, unless you've been stuck in the house with certain people for ages and you just want to get out. But no, honestly, in all seriousness, um, being able to interact with friends and family and just learning things off them, gaining knowledge, gaining wisdom, gaining insight from them, you'll catch something that a book or a YouTube channel just won't be able to teach you. All right, so... We've got time with friends and family and then consistent physical exercise. All right, so just going to change it up a little bit here. It's a little bit different than the um, time with friends and family one, but consistent physical exercise. All right, you're probably thinking, I don't like exercising. All right, I know exercising is very personal. It actually is. You need to find something that you like and you need to find something that works for you, okay? I hear so many people who are like, get up at 5 a.m. and do this and you'll get so much more out of your day and you'll win the day and yeah, okay, you'll win the day because you've got an extra two hours. But for me, I find that by 3 p.m. I'm ready for bed. So that just doesn't work for me. That could work for you. Awesome. Find what works for you. If exercising at three in the afternoon is better for you, do it. Find a routine, find a way that's going to work for you. I know for me, I will get up. I take a lot of time to defrost and to get going. So I, you know, I don't work out in the morning and then I'll have my work day. Between my work day and dinner, that's my prime window to work out. I feel like I'm warmed up. I'm on the go. If I had to stop, that's it. I'm like, I'm ready to relax. But if I'm on the go and I'm in work mode and I'm in that zone and, you know, I get changed into my workout um, clothes, then I'm good to go. So I found what works for me. So find what works for you. Also with that, find an exercise that works for you. Find things you enjoy. Don't just do it because it's trending. Don't just do it because, you know, everyone's got that Pilates machine at home and I need to get one. No, no, no. Do what you love, do what you enjoy. Like who cares if it's maybe not on trend at the moment, just as long as you're enjoying it. Why is this a personal investment? I think it's pretty obvious. I think we know that for our physical health, it's going to bring so many benefits, but also for our mental health and our clarity. Like when you get outdoors or when, you know, you could be working out inside, but you're in that zone, just that, that mental clarity of switching off from work, switching off from everything going on around me and just having to focus on this physical activity. You'll find that it actually clears your mind. We, um, science does say the endorphins actually give us that buzz and improve our mood. That's a personal investment. If you can find the time to do that, even if it's half an hour, you will find that your days will just feel that little bit better. So it's not a waste. It's not a waste of time. It's not a waste of effort. It's not a waste of energy. There's physical benefits. There's mental benefits. It brings clarity. And honestly, it's an investment, which you will see a return on investment in some time. And then The second thing to go hand in hand with that is eating whole foods, eating well. Um, A lot of us, we 
we probably do one or the other. I know I'm definitely like really great on the physical exercise end of the spectrum, but when it comes to eating well, sometimes I'm a little bit naughty and I'm like, ah, oh, just have so many sugary things and stuff. So, um, but just really being aware of how you're fueling your body. Again, this is a personal investment because in the long run, I honestly believe we are going to see the effects of the food we've been putting into our bodies. And whether it's been good or bad, we are going to eventually, in time, we might not see it now, but we will see it in the future, the effects of how we are feeding our body. We're going to see that play out um, in our futures and how we're fueling our body. So for me, I just really try and be aware of, you know, certain ingredients in things. Um, My diet actually doesn't vary a lot um, when it comes to maybe packet foods, like uh, foods that come pre-packaged and things like that. I sort of stick with the same stuff. But whenever trying anything new, especially when it comes from a packet, just really read what's inside of it. How is it able to live in that packet for so long? (laughs) So just really being aware of those little things. Um, If you find you have allergies or maybe if you get, you know, um, I'll say stubborn headaches as an example, but maybe anything physical in your body that keeps occurring that doesn't make you feel good. um, Definitely look into the foods you're eating and any additives and check out what's triggering you. These days, there's so much information, like a lot of people are onto this stuff. So you could definitely find out a lot of info about the foods and the things that we eat, which is awesome. So just really be aware of that because physical exercise and eating well, they're investments, but we're not going to see a return on that for a long time. So you just want to make sure that you're investing into those areas now. So then when the time comes, um, you know, you've, you've hopefully prevented a lot of things that could have gone wrong. It's almost like superannuation. Like you don't see the benefit of superannuation right now, but you just know you keep investing into it. And then one day you're going to be hopefully happy with the return on investment you get from that. So physical exercise and whole foods, it's a little bit like super, superannuation. (laughs) All right. The last one, So we've had hobby, learning a new skill, read books, time with friends and family, consistent physical exercise, eating whole foods. And the last one is a new challenge. When was the last time you challenged yourself? You tried to get better at something. I think all of these probably get captured into a new challenge. It's probably going to be a new challenge to work on some of these things, but What's an area or or where is an area in your life where you can challenge yourself? Where you can say, okay, I want to get better here. I want to, yes, okay, I've picked up physical exercise. Okay, now how can I get better at this? How can I beat this record? How can I, you know, get a personal best in this area? Again, it doesn't need to be competitive, okay? Sometimes a little bit of competition can be good, but you know, challenge yourself. How can you challenge yourself in certain areas and grow and develop that way? The reason why I put challenge in there is so you are growing and developing because at the moment you might start something and that could be a challenge, but then you could get very good at it and then become complacent with it. And then you're just back, you know, at square one where you were just, you know, um, 
floating along. Like you want to make sure you're always challenging yourself, growing yourself in certain areas, certain ways. So then um, you're, you're growing, you're stimulating your mind and you're just getting better at things. And so that's challenge. And again, that's going to look personal to everyone. And I must say with all these things, they're just going to be personal to you. You might think to yourself like, mm, I don't know, learning a new skill. I'm not sure. You might tailor that and it might become something else for you. Um, reading books, like I said before, you might not be someone who loves to read, but it might be a podcast. It could be a YouTube channel, it could be documentaries, like just something. So the whole point of these things is don't get so much caught up on what they are, but get caught up on the fact that it's stimulating your mind. It's growing yourself. It's that time away from work and the screen and notifications, and it's actually growing and developing your skills, your abilities, your mind, and your physical health as well. So a lot of words were just spoken then, (laughs) and I think now I need to go for my one hour walk and have a break from this but you know what it has been so much fun and honestly even everybody who writes to me and sends me a message and says like oh I really love that episode honestly it's it's yeah it's very encouraging and I'm so glad that you're all getting something out of this and like I say um often you know let me know if there's something like you want me to talk about or touch on like I'd be so open to hearing that but for now I hope you have an awesome day wherever you find yourself, wherever you're at, if you are driving the car, if you're at work, if you're on your walk, wherever, wherever you are, take care, be safe, and I will catch you in the next episode.